What's up, Cowboy Nation? Appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to talk a little bit on this early morning on Saturday. Uh, appreciate you all for, for following the pages and things like that. <clears throat> We're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys' next big contract. Money-making mall, man. Shout out to you, man. The first person that's in the chat box. Appreciate you for holding it down, man. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful outside. You guys know... Um, Sometimes you got to enjoy the nature. Shout out to you, Sheila Neal. Appreciate you. Uh, yesterday on my other channel, uh, we talked about uh, e Ezekiel Elliott. Do he deserve wide receiver money? And then we went into details of how important it is to have a, a running back in the National Football League to go on your Super Bowl run. And then we talked about, we went all the way back to talk about the uh, Emmitt Smiths of the world, right? Then we start talking about the Dorsey Levens for the Green Bay Packers. And, of course, they had Edgar Bennett before that, I believe. But Dorsey Levin was the guy that put him on the top. And then we start, we're going all the way back in history. We start talking about Terrell Davis for the, uh, the Denver Broncos. He helped John Edward get his two Super Bowls. And uh, we talked about the, not Ray Lewis, but Jamal Lewis. You guys remember him? For the Ravens. And then we move forward and start talking about the development aspect. The uh, Edgerin James for the Colts. Although he, had, he didn't win the Super Bowl four or help win the Super Bowl for the uh, Colts because he was gone, but he was the guy that helped develop the young Peyton Manning at the time. And, uh, oh yeah, Money Make Mall said he's from Baltimore, so, so he knows. <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? Uh, Raymond, appreciate you. And Steven, yeah, appreciate you, man. Y'all hit that like button. And um, <clears throat> the thing is, we started talking about these running backs and how, you know, sometimes the, the young quarterback, what the old quarterback, but the young quarterback, it, 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 it's, it's, it's beneficial for them. It's beneficial for them because once they learn how to win, once they learn how to win, be with, with the uh, the running back systems and learn the offenses and learn what the defense is trying to do, then you'll see the quarterback play a little bit better. Now, I, I agree. I agree, man, uh, that Dak Prescott got a lot of room to grow. He's not the greatest quarterback of all time. But I will say this. He's one of those quarterbacks that you can say, that he got the intangibles. Shout out to the Virginia Finest. Rodney Ellis, appreciate you, man. He got the intangibles. Hold on. <laughs> you got to see the grass on it. Get green. Um, he got the intangibles. Let me get my little coffee. <laughs> he got the intangibles that, that, that you can say that can win you games. G. A-M-E, that can win you games. So, when you have that ability, when you have those type of skill sets, you'll say, man, just pay the guy, and then he's going to grow a little bit more. But in a business, you got to count your losses. You got to count what you're going to come in. You got to see for the future. You got to see beyond where you're at right now at that time. And what I'm looking at with Ezekiel Elliott, my guy Antoine, Antoine, see, 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 I, 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 need to, I need to go and have a call. And he says, Zeke is our best player, for real. We can't lose him, eight-man box, and he don't. And he, he does things majority of the time. So, um, and, and he's right. 
Ezekiel Elliott, there's nobody that's on the Dallas Cowboys roster that's better than Ezekiel Elliott. There are some people that you could probably pull up the Madden scores and say, well, Travis Frederick, he rated higher probably if you go by Madden. And if you look at Zach Martin, of course, they'd probably be rated higher or what have you. But if you look at the total body of work of what Ezekiel Elliott can do and help bring and elevate to your team, man, it's nice. But I can say this too for everybody that's out here. If I were to tell you that, like, look, you're going to lose Travis Frederick for all year. You're going to get rid of uh, 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 Dez Bryant. He's not going to come back. And then old Reliable, number 82, he's not going to see the field last year. And they're going to win a playoff game. There's nobody on this earth going to say, yeah, you know what? You're right. This team's going to win a playoff game without Dez Bryant, without Travis Frederick, hey, with a gimpy uh, Zach Martin. And then on top of that, they go, they're not going to have no wide receivers to count for because we didn't see Amari Cooper going into this season into uh, like midway. Nobody would never believe that, but we won. <laughs> we won, baby. <laughs> so it's, it's a long uphill battle. The, big, the next big contract, in my opinion, just in my little small thoughts of mine, I understand that Ezekiel is the bell cow of this offense. And I know what he brings to this table. I know what he brings to the team is beyond great. It's, it's something different. But there I say, Amari Cooper is just effective because he helps out. I'm telling you, he helps out the quarterback. Now, some of that is like a conundrum. What are you talking about, Law? The conundrum piece is that Amari Cooper, although he have out the quarterback, Amari Cooper is here because he's not facing an extra DB out there or an extra safety that's rolled over the top on his side. Because you know why? Can they take a DB off the field? Huh? Huh? They take a DB off the field. Huh? <laughs> Why they taking DB off the field, Law? Why they taking the DB off the field, Law? Because there's a guy named 21. A guy named Ezekiel Elliott. They take that DB off the field because, hey, an extra light body out there, Ezekiel Elliott, that big massive head and neck, he trying to grow all that hair to cover up that forehead. Man, I'm telling you, Ezekiel Elliott going to run right over that little bitty DB. Oh, 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 why, why, why the safety is a little bit down in the box? Why they got the cover one opposed to the cover two or cover three out there, Law? <laughs> because you got the path of the righteous, man. Boy, we look at Ezekiel Elliott's number, and this is for me agreeing with Antoine. <laughs> if you look at Ezekiel Elliott's number and you love what you're seeing, can you imagine, can you imagine if Dak Prescott have the ability to consistently beat the eight and nine man front boxes? Because that's one of the best passes you can pass out of. Man, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, I'm talking about seasoned quarterbacks, your boy Aaron Rodgers, they would wish, they would just, they would like, it'd be like gold for them to say, okay, you're going to put one single high safety 
or, or even Tony Romo, man. I just gonna say this, man. If Tony Romo was faced with eight and nine men boxes, and you have Dez Bryant and Amari Cooper or Gallup and Amari Cooper, whoever, <laughs> you can have Laurent Robinson, <laughs> and you face with eight and nine men box all day long, and a seasoned quarterback with experience to defeat that. Man, they would wish that. They would wish to pass out of that. Because at the end of the day, you got one single high safety, you got one-on-ones on the outside. Boy, that would be nice. But we're in a situation where we had a third-year quarterback that's still learning, and there's no way in life that he was going to be able to pick that apart, especially coming from the college system that he came from. He's just not used to seeing it. Is Dak Prescott trash? No. Is he is he still new and young about it? Yes. There, there's look, I've been in my professions for a while now, but there's there are I can't even say it. There are still things that I'm learning. <laughs> and, and, and I'm older than Jason Witten, so so you can just do the math on that. So Romo last game, man, it was effortless. Yes, 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 I agree, man, Antoine. Yes. Uh I broke it down, the, the, the final drive of Tony Romo, and I, and I broke it down on, on the Law Nation page, uh, the final drive. I don't know if it's still there. I had to remove a lot of NFL stuff on my, on my original page. And what quarterbacks do when they become seasoned, when they become experienced enough, they embrace the single high safety look. They embrace eight and nine man fronts because they would eat you apart because they would tear you apart because they know exactly what type of offense need to be thrown in those type of situations. Nine times out of ten, when you see those type of looks, it's more so like goal, goal line red zone, uh, uh, fourth and one, fourth and two, three and three, something like that, and those down and out distance. Seasoned quarterbacks can look at that defense and they'll rip it apart. So that's why you have to go into your disguise. That's how you have to clothe it a little bit better when you're playing against seasoned quarterbacks, when you're trying to stop the run. So that's why you have to, most teams say we well, you pick your poison. But neither here nor there. I'm saying that all offseason that I believe that Dak Prescott, he can learn to defeat the eight and nine-man front, seven-man front, how many people in the box. I think that he can do that. <sighs> Yeah, Gallup, Gallup will be legit. <laughs> Gallup is going to be so legit that we probably have to pay him or extend him before his final rookie contract is up. <laughs> Just me predicting that down the line. Um, <clears throat> yeah, when he went missing inconsistencies. Uh, yeah. And, and the only reason why Amari Cooper fell off to me because he, he called out old Scott Linehan. There's some conspiracies about that. There are some crazy conspiracies about that. So, but I'm still with the belief here. They they extended Ezekiel at fifth year option. Remember, um, Byron Jones and uh, Amari Cooper were drafted in the same year. If I'm if I'm right, let me know. Uh, if I'm right, let me know. I think they were drafted in the same year. So uh, their 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 contracts are due and. Uh, uh, I, I think that Amari Cooper, based off of last year productions, uh, you, you got to go ahead and pay the guy because he's the guy that can help the young quarterback exploit that single high safety look 
And appreciate you, Raymond. Thank you for the information for the nation. Help developing the nation. Help me grow, man. I appreciate it, man. Uh, 2015, he's, co he's correct, so I'm correct. <clears throat> Amari Cooper and Byron Jones drafted in the same year. So we started looking at things like this. Um, the, the benefit of Amari, when he's in his system, he can consistently beat that single high safety look. And even when they try to roll the coverage of the uh, – uh, of the extra safety that's in the box or the DB on his side, I think that they started to develop in a pattern. Ezekiel was able to run on that side because that side is lighter, and then uh, it makes defense stink. Would Byron Jones demand that type of thing? No. Byron Jones is cool or what have you for what he do. I think that they can squeeze Byron Jones out. I think that after the draft, they if they don't find a long, lengthy, rangy corner, then they're planning on to say, okay, what is Byron Jones going to do this year, second year, as a cornerback? Now, the coaching staff royally f Byron Jones. They royally f him because you can think as great as Byron Jones would play last year or as good as Byron Jones played last year. Can you imagine if this was his third or fourth year playing uh, corner? You see, he was learning on the fly and still playing the position well. So if he can repeat what he did last year, this year, then he, he's probably be worthy of a, of a 12 or 13, somebody said $14 million contract. But as uh, <laughs> did you guys want Byron Jones to get paid Patrick Peterson money? I'm going to wait. You guys want Byron Jones to get paid Patrick Peterson money. Uh, Dak has Witten now, so he can be out of trouble and not hold on to the ball as long. Dak and Cooper have more time together. Yeah, you agree. Uh, if Gallup those deep passes, yeah, it'd be a different type of thing right now. Yes. Don't be surprised if we pick up a corner at number 58. Uh, do... Uh, do Byron Jones deserve Patrick Peterson type of money? Let me know, Cowboy, Cowboy Nation, before I move on from that topic. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what somebody say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite simple, yes or no. <laughs> Don't have to uh, overanalyze it. Don't have to think about it. I understand what your eyes have been seeing. Cedric Wilson played, but wait to, and see. Great route runner. Yes, Cedric Wilson. Whew. All right, D-Town Tech says... Uh, uh, yeah, he deserved. So, money-making mall said, hell no, we need that discount, fam. <laughs> Steven says, I said, yes, uh, Byram, he's only had one elite year, no big-time money. He doesn't create turnover. J-Rock, Swaggy D, you got a big question mark. Because that's the next salary range for Byron Jones, would be Patrick Peterson's type of money. Just like we're waiting on Mari Cooper to get either – Julio Jones' type of money or a little bit below Julio Jones because Julio Jones is asking for, um, I, I want to say, uh, Odell Beckham's money or more. <laughs> so so these are the issues that we have in Cowboy Nation uh, with these salaries. And, of course, the salary cap increase every year, every year. Philly Cowboys saying coaching 76. What's up, Cowboy fans from, from Saturday Three, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Uh, <clears throat> my thing is, Cowboy Nation, if we get elite play with Byron Jones this year, he takes the ball away, turnovers, and uh, 
Yeah. Peterson do return punts. Yeah, he's nasty. And uh, I was with the belief last year. I said, hey, we should go all in. And re remember, the Cardinals were talking about, hey, we putting Peterson on the trading block. And the New Orleans Saints was about this close to picking up Patrick Peterson. And I was saying, like, look, as, much, as good as Byron Jones is playing right now, I think that Patrick Peterson will be even better in this system. And, and a lot of people was like, nah, let Cheeto grow. Let uh, Byron Jones continue doing his thing. But I was like, man, you put Patrick Peterson here, you can rotate them guys. <laughs> we, could, we can have the staple piece now. Look, this was my belief, and, 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 I, and I hate to take the show all the way from the uh, conversation, but this was my belief. And let me know if I was wrong. And you, you probably can, can go back and find the clip that I said this. You keep Byron Jones as the corner. You pick up Patrick Peterson. Let him play Cheeto's side. You have Xavier Woods as the free safety. You kick Cheeto as the strong safety because he can play it. And then occasionally you still have Anthony Brown as your slot guy. I said that that would work 100%. And then what we've done here is that we did just move the asset around. You still have Jeff Heath coming on and off the bench who's great at moments. And on top of that, Cheeto, he had the size, he had the physical uh, talent too, and he had the speed factor that you want to play the strong. So, uh, and I know that it was like, what, midway through the season that they were talking about because it was still during the trade deadline? Think about that. Let me know. I'm going to read some of you guys' comments. Would you guys think uh, 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 Patrick Peterson would have played the, the other side of the field, Byron Jones would have been on the other side, and you kick Cheeto Wuzier as the strong safety. Let, let Xavier Woods still continue to play the free safety. And uh, Anthony Brown would have still been the slot guy occasionally. Takeaways and turnovers. And then the amount of respect would have been there too. It would have just been there. <laughs> Let's see. And, and, and don't sleep on Patrick Peterson against the run. He's good in playing the run. Uh, we would rather have signed Byron Jones to a long-term Jalen because that might have the realistic uh, decision to be made. This is from J-Rock S. Yes, no Jones can go to free and Woods can play your strong. I just don't like Byron Jones out in space. Ooh, uh, I, I just don't like Byron Jones out in space, man. He, he, he's, he's not that guy for you out in space. Oh, you're talking about Jordan. Hip Pocket Lewis is another story. That's your guy all day. Um, <clears throat> I think Jordan Hip Pocket Lewis, if, if, if he don't see the field this year, then just blame Chris Richard. Just, just, just blame Chris Richard, whereas he's stuck and fixated on size. Uh, but, but I'm thinking that Jordan, from, from a coverage ability, Jordan is better. And then on top of that, if you're talking about Jordan Hip Pocket Lewis opposed to Anthony Brown, I think that Anthony Brown just tackles better. And when they gave Jordan Hip Pocket Lewis time out there on the field, it just so happened he was hit by a series of misfortunes. Uh, I'll keep Byron Jones over Jalen if we had him pick. Remember, we needed a good corner versus Rodgers, Breeze, etc. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said, I need that jacket, Law. Yeah. Uh, this right here, live like 95. You guys got by saying one way or another. You guys see it one way or another. Um, <clears throat> pre
appreciate you, man. Um, it should be on my, I'll have to post the link in the description box. This is Antoine Myers. Uh, uh, he's talking about Jordan Lewis. <clears throat> yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was playing pretty well out there. He did a great job against the Raiders. It's just that that Michael Crabtree uh, pass interference uh, call that was on him was like unwarranted. But I'm talking about last year when they finally put Jordan Lewis out there. When I was crunk, I was geeked up. I was like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. And they put Jordan Lewis out there. He got burnt like toast, man, against the Detroit. Y'all remember that play? He got burnt on that play. They finally put him out there. And it, and it wasn't his fault. And, and we were saying, like, the kid is from Michigan or what have you, or he played there for several years, so he got family, and everybody was at the game. They put him out there, and, uh, oh, boy, I think that was the, the, the touchdown pass. One can say that him and Heath wasn't on the same page. Uh, I saw that he slipped, but you only get a few chances out there, and people remember you from your last tape, and, and it was nasty for him. He didn't get a chance. Yeah, you remember that? I think he needed more game time. Yeah, it's Antoine Myers. So what happened here is everybody reacted like, ah, come on, man. <laughs> because although we beat, look, people felt to realize we was 10 and 6. Although we beat Detroit, it was a game that we could have lost. Hmm? Uh, the other game that Jordan got missed up on, next up, I guess. Jordan Hippocrat Lewis got messed up real bad on. I think it was the Texans game. He 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 kind of blown an assignment or something like that. And Kiki QT was like going up the field. Uh, we was ten and six last year. Games that we 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 needed the defense to come up and show up and shine. Believe it or not, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. See, that's why I tell people all the time. And that's why I was so, and I'm gonna use one. I'm gonna use my one cuss word. Some people don't count this as a cuss word, but that's why I was so pissed off with the Dallas Cowboys coaching decision and the L.A. Rams game. I know that we was getting our butt whipped in the L.A. Rams game, but I didn't like the musical chairs with the L.V.E. and the Jalen Smith. When I looked over and I saw the camera panned around, and they and I saw Jalen Smith on the sidelines with both of his hips. With hands on his hips, I'm sitting like, what are they doing? Did they forget about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game? See, people, what happened here is we will win a game and people forget about it. But that defense, that defense helped us out tremendously in the, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. I just pointed out two games. If we didn't win those two games, we probably would not be in the playoff. Uh, <clears throat> here's the thing. When we played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, you guys remember the fumble that came off the edge. You guys remember that, right? Randy Gregory caused the fumble. Jayla Smith was right there to pick the ball up, scoot, and run it in for a touchdown. That changed the whole momentum of the game. It made the, uh, the, the, the offense, uh, the opposing offense, press a little bit more, try to get the ball out more, and it changed, it flipped everything. That's why, that's why, you do not, and I'm going to repeat, that's why you do not take those guys who are making plays for you all year off and then you insert somebody else during the playoff. Because just think about it. What if you kept the same core people out there against the L.A. Rams, although you're getting your butt drugged, but you're not panicking, and then all of a sudden you get a turnover like that during that Rams game? We want to lose by one possession. 
one possession. So that's why it's important. Yes, what was going on with Keela? <laughs> Drink water and three slices a piece. <laughs> big against. Yeah, he did show the big against that. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Lewis missed missed up on the return as well. Yeah. Yeah, let's go, Cowboys. I've been drinking all night. It's 3.12 a.m. in Hawaii. Oh, you've been drinking. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, when, you, when you've been drinking a lot, <laughs> trust me, I know. I drink, I'm, I drink the hen. I'm a henny, henny, hen guy. Let me help my guy Keela out right quick. <laughs> drink you as much water as you can. You got to get your, your your water balance level. You got to get your, your pH. What do you, what do you call it? Your, your, your balance together. You got to drink a lot of water. Now, once you drink all of the water, just, just keep drinking. Keep drinking. Keep drinking. Tons of fluid. And then somebody said with lemon, eat some pizza. You really don't need no, no food on your stomach right now, man, because this stuff might come up if you're hungover. Just drink plenty of water, man. Get, get that balance together, man. <laughs> and then if you got a Gatorade or something like that, then you can squeeze it off with a Gatorade. If you got some pity your light, do that. Or if you really want to eat some food, uh, get you a, uh, a Bloody Mary. But another thing to get you down off of that would be some good old coffee. Coffee works. Look, you get you some coffee. <clears throat> Look at this. Plug, baby, plug. <laughs> but you get you some coffee, fam. And 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 if you really like me, if you really like me, if you want to get over hung, uh, if you hung over or what have you, and this is a tale that nobody would tell you, man, uh, uh, especially if you're drinking that hard liquor, go grab you some beer, man. Drink you, drink you by one one can of beer. Well, we'll get you a bottle. Shoot, they get you back right, boy. <laughs> get you a beer, man. <laughs> They'll get you back right. Uh, the big year for Gregory. This is a big year for Gregory if the NFL allow him to come back. I'll be geeked if he come back, but we got... Yeah, shameless plug. Yes. <laughs> yes, Edgewood. Come on, man. You can get that beer, man. It'll grow, man. <laughs> I got some tips for that, too. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I think Quinn can get sacks, but also better run stopper than Gregory's from Swaggy D. He's extremely better than a run stopper than Gregory. Gregory is is a guy that when sometimes when he flies to the ball, he had the lack of discipline to turn his head around or to look back deep back into the backfield to see what type of formation that they are in. Now, it it, it goes with this too. He's still young. Gregory, Gregory didn't have a lot of playing time out there. And the rawness that we saw from Randy Gregory was like, man, man, if he can just stay on the field, man, we have everything. Everything that we see out of or saw out of Robert Quinn is exactly who Randy Gregory is. But Randy Gregory has a better bend than Robert Quinn. And Robert Quinn can also get his shoulder on the grass. He got that shoulder blade bend too. But the thing is, Randy Gregory have yet to meet his potentials because it is Robert Quinn. Now, moving a little further into this situation, when you start talking about Robert Quinn, I'm gonna say this again, in a Rod Marinelli system, Rob Marinelli wants what? High motor guys. He wants guys to be able to play discipline too. So, 
I'm thinking that even at Robert Quinn's lowest, 4.5 sacks, that would be a good season for us this year, right? If Robert Quinn can demand 4.5 sacks off of that side, we'd be, we'd be like, okay, well, cool. But it's not going to happen. Robert Quinn, especially, especially playing against the, uh, the Giants twice a year, <laughs> hey, that's your 4.5 two times there, <laughs> playing against the Giants twice a year. Come on now. And uh, I, I think that uh, we should be able to get those get those sacks. And then you're talking about the medieval nasty D-Law whenever he gets back. Oh, man, we got the donation to help grow the nation, man. Steven says, my only worry is Dak or Zeke get injured and miss a few games. Yeah, that'll be our only worry. Look, Ezekiel Elliott. And I really appreciate the donation, man. Help grow the nation, man. I really appreciate you, man. And um, my thing is, I make my face ball up when I'm talking about this. Make my face ball up and everything. But my only thing is, Cowboy Nation, is um, this is the thing. When we start talking about injuries, and I'm gonna knock on some wood, I'm gonna find, I'm knock on some wood. I'm gonna knock on some wood, Cowboy Nation. I'm gonna knock on some of this, some of this wood right here. Some cedar wood, I'm gonna knock on some cedar wood. Uh, my only thing is when we start talking about injuries, Ezekiel Main Man Elliott played pretty much every game last year. <clears throat> And the year before that, he played every game. And the year before that, he played pretty much every game. They only rested him 2016 for week 17. And then last year, they rested him for 2018 for the uh, final season game. But outside of Roger Goodell putting his toe in the water, we did a great job of playing Ezekiel Elliott. He's been in, he been enduring, but one thing that I can tell you, when you get a little bit older, and as them, them hits start adding up, he don't have the, 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 the longitude and latitude like Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith will bust out a 22-yard run, and there'll be a safety, uh, Steve Atwaters or, or a uh, Merton Hanks coming across the, the edge there, <clears throat> and Emmitt Smith would politely step out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> we be like, wait a minute, Emmett, hold on, boy. It's still meat on the bone. What, what you doing, Emmett? And then Emmett would take the next run, and this is the Cowboys rally do, run that joker right up the gut. And there'll be a uh, 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 the, the same Merton Hanks coming down, crashing in, and Emmett Smith would do a slide. We be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, Emmett, hold on. You can at least give us about three more yards, man. Come on, Emmett. What you doing, Emmett? <laughs> whoa, what kind of running back slides? You know what I mean? But Emmett Smith would dive, slide. And, and then on top of that, what helped Emmett Smith out too is that he was so short that some of those linebackers that played inside and those deep safeties, they didn't see him until he like five, six yards down the field. So when we start looking at Ezekiel, and Emmitt Smith rallied, lowered his helmet. And, but but Emmitt Smith, and I, and I must say this, these are the different type of running. 
Emmett Smith had a low-key underrated stiff arm too. <laughs> Emmett Smith would put that little stiff arm out there and get you an extra three to four yards. Ezekiel would either hurdle you <laughs> or lower the shoulder pad. And every time I see Ezekiel Elliott jump, I kind of hold my breath. And every time I see Ezekiel Elliott put that shoulder here and drop that helmet, I hold my breath. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, at times, he will use that stick stiff arm. But <laughs> he uses it against what? The Earl Thomases? Remember that wicked stiff arm? And then he used it against another guy against the, uh, the Eagles. Uh, so <clears throat> if, if Ezekiel Elliott won't long in jeopardy, for, how have you say that? We're long jeopardy, I guess, for the Cowboys. Cowboys need, not want, need to draft a running back. I don't see Rod Smith being that guy that can be the split back for us to help spell Ezekiel Elliott because he's, he's he needs Rod Smith is not a change of pace guy. That's just the, that's the reality of it. And and I know it's a long question for Steven, but my thing is, if the Cowboys really, 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 really want to improve this team, we need a help. Need help, need to help out Ezekiel as far as backup running back situation because of the style of running. I would say this, even Gurley, even Gurley um, don't take the amount of hits that Ezekiel Elliott takes. And Gurley has been injured for the last several years or what have you. Um, and then I'm going to go back to the other part of Steven's question. Look, this is the longest question in life. It took me about five hours to say this question. As far as Dak Prescott injuries, because he's concerned about Dak Prescott, I think that Dak Prescott will, mindset and understanding of his positioning. <laughs> Steve laughing. He's like, man, bro, I ain't going to never ask you another question for $20. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the Dak Prescott situation, the reason why he stay on the field, a lot of times, Cowboy Nation, when you are a backup quarterback, the worst thing that you can ever feel, when you're a backup player in general, you know, I got my playing time when I played basketball in middle school because somebody got injured, you see. And I said, well, damn, I, I, I twist my ankle, I hurt my wrist. I, I even broke my pinky almost. But guess what? And Coach said, are you okay? I'm, yeah, 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 Coach, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> but because I know for sure that the, the, the guy – the guy that I took his positioning, he was better than me in certain areas, but I was overall better than him in certain areas. So Dak Prescott is going through the same situation. He won his position by being a backup quarterback, and he saw Kelly Moore go down, he saw Tony Romo go down, and he said, well, dog, I do not want to. And, and, and it's not being selfish, Cowboy Nation. It's just the winner's mentality in him. And he's from Louisiana played football in Mississippi State. He got his role in high school because somebody got injured. He got his role in middle school or, or, or college because somebody got injured. And he got his role to play in the National Football League because somebody injured. So my thing is, when Dak Prescott was saying, like, okay, I'm not going to sit out against the Giants game, can you guys imagine the talk tracks would have been if we would put Mike White or Cooper Rush out there and they'd have put up 40? <laughs> he would have been having that thing over his head the whole entire offseason. People would have been talking about this all through the playoffs. So Dak Prescott said, you know what, I'm going to get the rep. Although I'm banged up, my shoulder's not all the way there, my, my, my left knee kind of got a little sprain to it. Look, 
my ribs may be battered and bruised, but I'm going to get my butt back out there and play. So I'm thinking that with that type of mentality, growing up, knowing that he got to play every snap and learn everything he can. And I guarantee you, he wanted to play every preseason game. He wanted to learn everything. The coaching staff said, look, we're going to pump the brakes. We don't want you to play every preseason game. But guess who else got that same exact dog mentality? <laughs> that would be Tom Brady. Check it up. Look it up. Tom Brady don't want to sit on nobody's bench, even during preseason games. He knew how he got his positioning, and I think that the will and the fortitude of the mind is the same. I want to play. I just want to play, and that's what I'm looking at. It. So the next big contract will be Amari Cooper. We was talking about that talk, and I think that they're going to try to pay him a little bit before Julio Jones. And then from there, I'm with the belief that they're going to squeeze Ezekiel Elliott all the way out. They're going to squeeze him. They're going to franchise tag him. They're going to talk about, hey, I'm not going to play under the franchise tag. And they're going to somehow, if, only if Byron Jones balls out of control this year, they're going to pay Byron Jones. That's been my time, guys. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you guys for tuning in to the nation. I'm going to try to answer you guys' questionings. Uh, what's up, Landon? Appreciate you. Keela, thank you. May drink that beer or, or get you some coffee, man, and drink plenty of water. Uh, I'll give the Browns a fourth if they're willing to pay the portion of Duke's contract. No, I wouldn't give him. I think that you can probably find a running back in this particular draft that's going to equal Duke's Johnson's productions, all right? Uh, who else? Tamara, appreciate you. Parker, appreciate you. Uh, e757, appreciate you. Thank you. No injury history. Don't be worried. If Dak didn't have a chin, he wouldn't be <laughs> driving into this end zone every game, diving into this end zone every game. Yes. Travis, yes, I believe what you're saying. Elliot Wilson. Someone with his stiff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Elliot Wilson, someone with his stiff form. Yes. Yes, prolong his career also after the draft and the running back. Yes, you guys agree with me on that. Yes, Coach Gary Brown, got to teach him the stiff, that stuff. Yeah, Gary Brown. And Gary Brown was, what, a, a running back for the, uh, the, 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 the Giants back in the days? Hard-nosed runner, one-directional type of guy, north to south. He's, good, he's a good guy. Um, uh, Keela says he's worried about the uh, play calling. Don't worry about the play calling. I think that all, and I'm talking about all videos that, uh, I'm saying video, all of uh, the young Kelly Moore's career, he's been a student of the game. I think that he got a brilliant mind. He looks like a guy that just sit there. He's probably watching film now. So hopefully uh, we can see this. I hope they give him full range of making plays. It's going to be different, guys. It's going to be unique. I don't think it's going to be planned. Um, but I think uh, there was a touchdown in a red zone situation against the Texans. Kellen Moore drafted up that play. It was a real nice play. I wish I could show you guys, but due to YouTube policy, I can't. There was also a uh, a, a the, the, the Giants game. I heard that Kelly Moore called that game. Oh, Jimmy Turner said, make a video growing and maintaining a beard. Yeah, I, I can do that, man. Uh, I can do that. Uh, 10 and 6 again this year. This is what Philly 76 saying. I'm telling you, we got the talent to win 10 plus games. We do. 
<laughs> yeah, Swaggy D said shaved his face every day for two years now and he get a beard. That, 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 that is one of the keys you can do to grow the beard. You're listening in to the Law Nation Beer Talk. Thank you for tuning in to the Law Nation Film Session. <laughs> beer gang is something uh, is dealing with, you know, genetics too, what you eat and how you go against the grain, against your face, um, electric razors, things like that, electric shavers. Jimmy Turner says 12 and 4. I can see us doing that. That would be nice and nasty. Who you got the four? Look, before I go, Jimmy, who you got the four losses to? I want to know that. <clears throat> Put down the four losses. I'm going to see uh, who you got as our four losses before I go. I want to see that, man. Let me know who you got our four losses to. <clears throat> That's your problem, Keela. You drinking tequila. I can't drink tequila, man. Make me run around with my shirt off, man. I can't drink that stuff, man. No. No way. Maybe I'll do a Patron here and there, but, man, that tequila, no way, man. Yeah. Pats, Saints, Eagles, and Bears. All right, so that's who you got the four losses to. Uh, is it going to be the first game of the Eagles or, or the uh, the second game of the Eagles? That's important to me because I would rather lose the first game to the Eagles than win the last game, if that makes any sense to you all. Road games, okay, okay. So 12 and 4, that way we lose to... Uh, Patriots split the Eagles game, Bears and Saints. All right, so now, now since I don't want to go right now, do we get blown out by any of those teams? Or all these are, are close games, games that Brett Mayhar couldn't make the, the game-winning kicks? Those games will be hard. The the Green Bay game will be hard. The Saints game will be hard. Uh, uh, the Eagles game, they play us hard. No blowouts, okay? Okay, cool, good, good. good. Me, me and Travis, man, we on the same page. You on the same page. We ain't losing to the Saints or the Bears, okay? Eagles, Bears, Pats, and Packers. Uh, and these are all tight games. Look, teams with good quarterbacks, I, I think that uh, if we can rattle them, I think if our defense can get out to them, it'll be nasty. New Orleans, New England, Philly Bears, Giants, and Jets. That, that seems like because... As much as I love this coaching staff, there seems like one of those games we can lose to that we're supposed to win, like the Jets damn game, or, or somebody else that we're supposed to beat that we can't beat, like the Dolphins or somebody. And it, it could be one of those situations too, where it's, it's a coaching blunder or it could be a crazy uh, like nuance that happened throughout the game with the refs or, or something to deal with the new ruling, the new penalty where you can reverse a, a pass interference or you can throw a flag on a challenge. It's going to be something. So <clears throat> if you got us going 12-4, and four, this is my thinking. Roger Goodell is going to at least cost us one game, right? So that's 11-5, and five, and then on top of that, you're going to have some political politic BS that's going to happen, and then you're going to cost us another game. So maybe we go 10-6. and We're supposed to go 12-4, and four, but then again, it's going to be 10-6 because two games are going to be either called by the media <laughs> or some crazy calling that happened out there on the field from Roger Goodell or something like that. Guys, I can't make this stream much longer, but I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Thank you all for tuning in to the nation. Thank you guys for supporting this channel. Thank you guys for, for this sunrise video because now we see the sun glistening. And um, we're going to get this thing going, Cowboy Nation. Let's continue to grind and shine. And remember...
You all are listening to absolutely nothing but the best. Let's go, Cowboys game. Oh, Cowboys uh, Nation, what do you say? Buffalo Bills game to rep will call Beasley offsides. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, let's get on out of here, man. Oh, let me show y'all my fence, man. Let me show y'all my fence, man. I, I take good pride in this massive fence. It's a, um, you see, I, I, I ain't, ain't that short of a guy, but this is a, what you call it, a 10 foot fence, eight foot fence. And my guy to finish it up. Not, not bad at all, huh? Not bad at all. Gotta protect the nation. This is my, this is my castle. Castle. Look at the finishing he put on that, man. Yes, fence. It's uh, panel by panel. You can't see through it. And this, this, this is my guy, Mike Mark Holmes and Joe Boo. <laughs> Y'all have seen him do it from birth to from birth to the end of it. But uh, that's my fence, guys. Really appreciate you all, man. Uh, I didn't do it. The great wall of law, money making mall. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, I'm gonna show y'all, I'm gonna show y'all what I'm gonna do with my, uh, with my, with my patio. See, the patio game is, uh, is gonna be, be, be tight too. Cause what are we gonna do with here? It's a small little deck, but it's enough to put my little fire pit right here. So I, so I probably could do just like Mark Holmes, do a fireside chat, right? <laughs> but it's, it's enough, man, uh, for them to get this done. And my only thing that I don't like about it is that uh, this sieve will stick out too much. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get some, um, some patina. I think that's how you say it and go over that or I might just paint those poles black or something, you know, blend them in. It would have been a, some more money to inbox them over with some wood and stuff like that, but money kind of funny. You know, you can't do all that stuff in this time. But let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's continue to grind. Got to grind and shine. I'm outdoors law right now. Let's go. <music>